Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of the AESA Graduate Student Coalition podcast. I'm your host, Tim Morreal, and I'm a PhD candidate at the University of South Carolina in Social Foundations of Education. This episode is the last of a three-part series based on the graduate student sessions at the 2018 AESA Annual Meeting in Greenville, South Carolina. The title of this session was I'm a Foundations Doc Student, Now What? Featuring three panelists, Sophia Rodriguez from the University of North Carolina, Greensboro, Dr. Daniela Cook from the University of South Carolina, and Dr. Abraham De Leon from the University of Texas, San Antonio. In this third and final part, the three panelists discuss the future of foundations and educational studies, especially the hope doctoral students bring to the field and also what the field might bring to our current political moment. To get context of the conversation, you may want to listen to episodes three and four, which are the first two parts of this series. Thank you so much and enjoy. So um, my question is for all of you, I think um, there are fears around what's happening with educational foundations in general and um, kind of critical work in education, especially the humanities, like you mentioned, kind of being under attack within the neoliberal university. So um, I guess my question is not so much about that, but um, within that context, what do you find hopeful about the graduate students that you have encountered whose work you've read, mm-hmm. right? What, what do you see that people are bringing into the space that's new or exciting to you, mm-hmm. that gives you hope even amidst kind of this? The, for me, it's the productivity. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, like I said, I came in at a different time. I don't think I would have gotten the chances that I got with what my publication record was in mm-hmm. at 2006-2007. So for me, it's the productivity. But I also want to warn you, don't feel like you have to kill yourself. We were talking about work-life balance, and I think she was absolutely right on that. But I think it's the productivity. I think it's the complexity of the theoretical frameworks you guys are bringing. You're doing, I think, more nuanced work for popular theorists. So, for example, I do a lot of work with, I do a lot of thinking around Deleuze and Guattari's concepts of becoming animal. That's like a big thing for me. But I see a lot of younger cats talking about their ideas about film and about on their concept conceptions of whatever, but they're like niche within their theories, and I find that fascinating because that's not something I myself have explored or know much about, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's y'all's productivity and the and the kind of niche areas you're bringing to new theoretical frameworks. So I find a lot of hope in that. Mm-hmm. So I hope that. I would agree. I have amazing PhD students right now. They're they're so they're just so smart and. <laughs> I find so much hope in the, the like general just bravery that students are bring to this work because I was so terrified all the time. I didn't think I was going to get a job, all this stuff. But I think that's really awesome. I'm currently working, I'm fairly new on the faculty, so I, I have a limited number of doc students. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones I have are just, 
they're open-minded and they're also coming with their own ideas and I think it's our role to make sure they know they're valued um, and so that's really hopeful to me to see the types of conversations that graduate students are having that I, I was too afraid to have when I first started. So keep that up, and I think this space of the graduate student group you mm -hmm. guys have cultivated mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is really powerful. I don't remember coming to these things when I came to AESA, even though I, I felt very mm -hmm. welcome here. So I think those sorts of um, outgoingness and networking that mm -hmm. you guys seem to be doing is really cool. And take, take the risks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like yeah. my dissertation, honestly, I did, I, I did textual analysis, mm -hmm. and they were like, Dude, really, you're not going to do a quantitative or qualitative piece? And I'm like, no. My work is qualitative. They didn't think that that was qualitative. It is. But I'm like, I'm analyzing text for my dissertation. And you don't understand how much I had to fight and advocate for myself to do that. Mm -hmm. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I wanted to graduate within a timely manner, too. So, but, so it was strategic in thinking about that, too, as well. So just don't be afraid to take risks, but just own up to the risk that you're taking and accept the consequences of that mm -hmm. risk. So I did. So I knew I was doing textual analysis, so I knew my dissertation had to be good. <laughs> like it had to be really, really good to shut them up. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's that's the risk that I was willing to take and I produced under that risk. And it drove me actually because I had something to prove. Yeah. So. So the thing that I find most hopeful, one, I'm listening to some of this, and I'm like, I'm really thankful for my graduate experience. I had a blast at USB Chapel Hill. Um, my mentors, like Coral Libations, George is not here. His first ASA is missing because he's retired. Um, not to George. Um, I wrote stories for my dissertation, and no one told me not to. Like, I, and it, it was like my data chapter, it, there's stories. Like it looks like it's fictional writing, but it's some of it bad fictional writing. But it's all for my data and my interdisciplinary committee that had anthropologists and sociolinguists and you know social foundations folks never told me not to. Um, and so I think that for me, what um, I have hope for and about in current graduate students is the experience that I had, which I now realize is not the norm, is becoming more the norm in some spaces. And so I love that I'm learning so much from the doc students that I get to sit on their committees. It's like my own professional development. So, and for me, that's exciting. Like when I come to um, AESA and even other conferences, like the Critical Race Conference, you hear just really exciting ideas, but the one thing that I think doc students bring to the table um, that we don't appreciate enough, and I don't know if y'all appreciate this about yourselves, is that you keep us honest, right? So it's real easy to get lofty, right? Um, and kind of drink the Kool-Aid in a sense, you know, because every, in every discipline, every field, it's not just education, has the Kool-Aid, right? Um, that's required. And doc students are real honest. It's like, wait, how do you balance raising your children and writing your dissertation? I don't want to, if, if you're in a relationship that you like, right, because I don't assume, I'm just being real, right? Sometimes yeah, you're in stuff that's not healthy, but if you're in a relationship <laughs> that you like, that you want it to be long term, right, that's your intent, how do you maintain that? And that's one of the things that, and, it, and, if you, and if you don't want to be in that space, but you're in these spaces that they tell you you're supposed to be that way, how are you negotiating that? What I love and what gives me hope is that um, the, the folks coming out now 
are not willing to make these sacrifices of their life for the sake of the work. And I think that is very mm-hmm. healthy, right? Like your actual physical health isn't being compromised. Um, and if it is, you push them back, right? Like, cause there is something about, yeah, it's gonna come, I'm gonna be tired, but you should not be, I haven't gotten more than five hours of sleep in six years. That's not healthy, mm-hmm. right? And, and so what's a pre, so that to me is something that doc students uniquely do, but this crop of doc students are real. Like, hey, look, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to die. And what I, and, and that's where right. I did. And that's the, different. Yeah. But that's, my, that's yeah, where I, I felt, like, that's where I was like the out, I felt like the outlier because I wasn't the doc student who, I was working like 40 hours a week. I had a mortgage to pay and old people to take care of. So I didn't have this, the luxury of, or the privilege to just sit up and curl up with Foucault and just really kind of go down and look up every reference that popped up because I had, I had a life that I needed to maintain and I always felt um, like I it, I don't. I don't have that issue. Like I'm not good enough. I don't know where that came from. But I'm like, oh, whatever. That's just, that's, that's just not what I'm doing right now. And if that makes me a bad doc student, so be it. But what's great to me, this generation of doc students, y'all are not making these false distinctions. Mm-hmm. Here goes another uh, thought too that I'm thinking of. Say like you're you're well enough along in your dissertation, and you have a decision to make whether to work on an article or hone your dissertation more, do the article. And I'm not saying to do the bare minimum on the dissertation, you want to write a, make a good product, but if you can pass the dissertation, mm-hmm. but that means sacrificing the dissertation and focusing on a published publication, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. choose the publication always, yeah. always, mm-hmm. always, always choose the publication. I think that's, that's also has served me well. Mm-hmm. George would say a good dissertation is a done dissertation. Yeah. Right. And if the dissertation is the best thing you've ever written, you got a whole other issue. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, I look for you. Know. Do you guys have other questions, yeah. though? Yes, I feel like it, we're yeah. running out of time. So you don't think just, this is not so much a grad student question, but like, and Dr. DeLeon, you talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but what foundations can in terms of like transforming, like what are the tools that foundation has or can use to kind of transform the spaces that we're in, the political moment that we're in, like, you know, because that's the, the, the original project of foundations was trying yeah. social mm-hmm. transformation. So where we're at now, like what can foundations do? I think it can help us kind of rethink the boundaries of who we think we are as humanity. I think it can stretch those boundaries about what our role in a community and a society is, uh, to really push thinking in new ways because given its interdisciplinary nature, I think um, it allows us to escape a lot of the traps and barriers that are found in other really strict boundaries that are put forth by content areas. And so because we dance through so many traditions, I think it gives us a wide breadth both theory and practice and thinking and doing that give, can really stretch our imaginations in terms of who we are. And I think that's that's kind of where my work is going now. Um, 
you know, kind of what is a what is a future human look like, and what would that look like? And so that's I think what foundations has done for me, and stretch my own conceptions too. The other thing, can I add to that, just because I chair a committee um, within AESA that you guys all should know about as graduate students. It's called CASA, and it's the Committee on Academic Standards and Accreditation. And our meeting is, I think it's tomorrow at 10.30, right, Jess? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Is tomorrow Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, yes, okay. Um, you guys should come if you have a minute, just to even stop by. That was a place that I um, came and I learned about like what AESA was and what the foundations is. And it's actually a really important, it's the only standing committee within the organization. Um, and people like Steve Tozer and Kathleen DeMarais and Jamie Lewis, um, Mike, all these people that are really famous, you know, in foundations were sort of the rabble rousers back when this organization started out of a moment of radical transformation and that sort of history to the organization I find to be kind of depleted in some of the middle career people right now um, and I'm a chair of it so I'm obviously biased but I think for grad students it's an important space because um, those folks I mentioned have written articles sort of like in the defense of foundations in educational studies um, as well as the journal critical questions in education um, and there's really a lot of wisdom in how they have helped sort of maintain, defend foundations as a field in their own positions in their institutions um, through some of the things that they've written about as members of CASA. They also came out with a set of standards that mm -hmm. teacher education departments mm -hmm. across the country have used because as foundations, we, you know, we're not like tied to accreditation, even though teacher mm -hmm. ed programs tend to have our course, it's usually yeah. the one diversity course that we <laughs> all teach, um, but those are getting taken out also, which is what's making it difficult. So CASA has been a space of resources to help mm -hmm. um, different programs across the country. So I know that's not the like intellectual transformative idea that maybe we were supposed to say, but it's a really pragmatic one, and it's a critical space in AESA that needs graduate students to actually continue to maintain it because we're not always going to be here. So I would just plug CASA. And that will wrap up episode eight, as well as the final part in the series of I'm a Foundations Doc Student, Now What?, which was recorded live at the 2018 AESA annual meeting in Greenville, South Carolina. I hope you found it worthwhile and informative. Before you know it, we'll be doing the same thing for the 2019 AESA annual meeting, which is due to be held in Baltimore this year. On a related note, we're adding more and more episodes, and we have some amazing and exciting guests planned. We've probably reached the point now where I ask you to do what all podcast hosts do. Give us a follow, as well as one of those five-star positive reviews. Thanks for all you do. Hasta luego, y'all.